You are listening to Prickly and Blooming, brought to you by LaJoy Society. And now, your hostess, Jessie Browning. All right, all right, all right. Hey, everyone. We've already made it through most of January. Can you believe it? Oh, it's amazing. We are at our third interview of the month. Next week, we have our off-topic, lighthearted episode. But before we get to that next week, we got another woman's story to share with you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate sharing these stories and hearing these stories. And it's just, okay, there's something I need to tell you about me. (laughs) I love talking and listening. (laughs) I, I could sit and gab. Okay. Like let's say you go to your friend's house and you have a fireplace going and there's a fire and you're drinking tea or hot cocoa or maybe a hot toddy. I don't know. You do you. And you sit and you gab, right? And you end up talking about everything. You talk about like hemorrhoids, childbirth, college boyfriends, like just all of that, you know, that kind of stuff. I could do that all day long, all week long. (laughs) So it's so fitting that this is what I have found that it's so fitting that I found a podcast because it's, it's meant uh, for me. (laughs) I'm meant for it. There we go. I'm meant for it. Before we start to meet Ellen, who I have on this week, I want to mention a few things. One rate the show. I need to come up with a jingle. I keep talking about this, right? I need to play like a little song. (laughs) Rate and review the show. You're doing it. It's happening. It's totally happening. You're doing it. But I just like I just got to keep pushing it. So if you've already read the show, you can just like go ahead and skip 30 seconds. <laughs> so rating is important because it's the only way you can in the like Apple podcast because Apple podcast is the industry standard. I know Spotify is coming up hard and fast. Um, so please do this on Spotify as well. So in these platforms, the way that a show is successful is that people rate it. It's the only way you can interact with a show. Okay. Like sharing it on Instagram is cool. Yes. I want you guys to do that. And that's where I communicate with most of you is on Instagram. But what's funny is it's another step for somebody to go find the podcast. So if we can rate it in the podcast app you're listening to, that actually will raise the show up. Does that make sense? So, cause it's, 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 it's within the actual listening program. <laughs> what would you call it? <laughs> I guess app. So that's why it's important. That's why it, 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 it helps me so much because when you, that's how you can actually directly linked to the show, interact and support. So please, please, pretty, 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 please. Thank you. Oh, and you know, go check out my website, lajoysociety.com, if you want a shirt or a hat or a sticker. And any of that money just helps me produce the show because everything costs money. Like the hosting of the show, the editing of the show, the website, uh, maintenance, and you know, all that kind of stuff. It's not, it's not free. So how I do the interviews, like I pay for that monthly, you know, anyway, just all that stuff that I would... I would love if you would buy a shirt and show everyone your love for the show. And then that money goes to help me do this. Okay. Drum roll, please. We're going to meet Ellen this week. And Ellen is also, this was last week we had podcast host as well. Ellen is the host of, ready? <laughs> the healthy, happy, and mostly sane entrepreneur with Ellen Leonard. So, you might recognize that because I did an episode on Ellen's podcast because I'm an entrepreneur and on her show, I talked about boundaries. I talked about delegation, about how I know what it feels like to feel slightly balanced and happy and sane. And I say slightly balanced because I don't think balance is a, you know, something you can achieve, but because I wasn't, you know, <laughs> like I tell her like how, uneven keeled it was for a couple years for us being entrepreneurs and new parents. Um, and so I can identify what helped us feel more stable in our business and sane. It's always like you, you can't speak to like, Oh, everything's going great. You know, I, I feel like you can say, I know everything's going right because I know what it's like when it's not 
Do you know what I'm saying? I think you know what I'm saying. Like you can speak from hard times and quote unquote failures or quote unquote, you know, when things weren't going well, it's really easy to identify when things are going well, if that makes sense. I think it does. So let me tell you about Alan's show. Ready? This is where I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just fully reading off of her podcast introduction. Ready? Are you an entrepreneur, consultant, or business owner who is tired of feeling overwhelmed, stressed, and exhausted? Me too. Doing what you love for a living has so many awesome benefits, but side effects of running your own business may include not sleeping, eating crappy food, not exercising, feeling like you're going crazy, yelling at your computer, and sometimes your loved ones, loss of social life, imposter syndrome, Netflix bin watching, day drinking, and hysterical cry laughing. Learn tools to help you feel more focused, in control, and calm. Screw the one-size-fits-all approach to health and wellness. Figure out what works for you. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) So who else is out there that are entrepreneurs? Yep. Hands up. So Ellen is going to be, I just want to say this, by the way, Ellen's going to be telling her personal story. Ellen's going to be telling us her moment, you know, of that changed her life. And it's a topic that I'm so grateful has been introduced to the show now. Um, Again, like I say, I don't want to steal the moments (laughs) in the intros, so I'm not going to tell you what. So like I said last week, without further ado, let's go to the interview. Hi, Ellen. Hey, Jesse. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, girl. We could. I'm like, we could do this for an hour, everyone. This is all it's going to be. Hey, y'all. <laughs> What's up? How's it hanging? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, hola. So lame. Hola. Oh, totally. Como estas? See, I'm. I'm gonna still. I'm gonna keep going. Hi, Ellen. <laughs> hey there. I have no other ones. Though. Okay, that's it. I have, I mean, I have nothing I, else. Uh, bonjour. See, all right. I'm gonna stop for real. <laughs> okay, Ellen. <laughs> And now we've learned that Ellen does not, in fact, speak any other languages. <laughs> so that's a perfect segue. I asked people, what do we need to know about you before we hear your story, though? See that? Ellen does not speak many languages. And? She does not. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because I have taken, uh, I took Italian to go to Italy, but only in as much as I can order beer and wine and pasta. And that's literally all I can do in Italian. But that I can handle. Do you remember but, it? Uh, somewhat. Yeah. Oh my oh gosh. My now that I'm on the I, spot, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. I w- do not remember it for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. This is too embarrassing. I remember. So I took like uh, Spanish in college and I live in Texas, so I can muddle through a little bit. But the thing I remember the most is I worked with this um, chick named Liz and she was she was fluent and she was trying to teach me while we were working. And the only thing I remember is green sponge in Spanish. It's not have day. That's all I remember. <laughs> and have you tried to find ways to to use that as oh, much hell as yeah. possible? Yeah, yeah, because it's like the green scrubby <laughs> sponge. I'm like it's not have day. Oh, she was the best. All right, what else do we need to know about you though? For real, like, what's your what's your what's, What's your um, quick, like I used to call it, oh, I forgot about this part. I used to call it the baseball card stats. Like what's boom, boom, boom. Oh, mm-hmm. I live in Indianapolis, Indiana with Ooh. three chickens, <gasps> oh. two cats, and one human. And a partridge. <laughs> There's no partridge. And a pear tree. But maybe. I've been trying to work additional barnyard animals into the mix, but I have been met with resistance. So <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know. I really am into like, like I see myself having goats, but Uh nobody else sees me having goats. So just, they're not visionaries. Is that what you're telling me? They are not barnyard visionaries. Barnyard visionaries. BVs. (laughs) (laughs) I love to shorten everything. (laughs) Okay. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a health coach and Ayurvedic practitioner for busy entrepreneurs. Very cool. I help them find balance. Um, And I said this in the intro, but we'll just say it again. I was on your podcast. So if you want to hear me talking about my entrepreneur life, my other life, you can check out Ella's podcast. And we'll. It's a really good episode. And we laugh a lot in that episode as well. So spoiler. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let's always remember to laugh that much, everyone. (laughs) Right. I mean, God, it's funny. um, I'm doing interviews for my business right now. And it's funny to explain to people like we don't take ourselves too seriously. But we take what we do seriously. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I mm-hmm. totally get that. And mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to roll in business and as uh-huh. a leader, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's really the way things should be. Right. Isn't that a great distinction? Everyone listening, you know, take what you do seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. So Jesse and I are both super like serious about our podcasts. Like we're very really invested in them and passionate about them. And then like, but really we just want to laugh and talk to people. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, Ellen. So we, you know, we started the show with like an out of context, um, maybe an out of body experience <laughs> with a, with the storytelling starts with a moment that like was a defining moment for you like i've called it the this can't be my life the just not this or this is an this is another one which has grown out of the show which is called this wasn't the plan which i think is such an important like branch of this like tree we could call the tree of like the you know where you take a corner in life <laughs> all the reasons why you take a corner that you weren't expecting so tell us like without context just like this moment and then we'll go back and hear hear your story Yeah, so I am in like a really weird hospital waiting room, like one that, you know, was remodeled like in the 80s and, but it still looks really new. Oh, yeah. It's just so weird, like very unused, like Mm -hmm. it was in the corner of a hospital and I've got my yoga mat out and I'm practicing yoga in this hospital waiting room. There's nobody else in there. It's like, oh my God, (laughs) you brought it. I brought my yoga mat. Fucking love and, it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how is anybody else managing to take care of their loved one going through? My mom was going through cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, how is anybody doing this without the skills that I have, without the education in health and wellness that I have? I was on my mat and I was like, I'm barely doing it. Yes. I barely have it together. Mm hmm. And I have all of these tools and resources and things built, literally built into my life to Mm -hmm. support me and my health. And that's like the primary focus of everything that we do. How the F is anybody else doing this? Like this is a hospital full of sick people and their families that are taking care of them too. I was not alone, Mm -mm. even though I felt really alone, but yeah, that's my moment. I just remember it so clearly, like just being in there, like, what the F are people doing? How are they doing this? Right. Like you knew to bring a yoga mat (laughs) or you had a yoga mat with you. I get what you're saying is like, how do people know what to do in these circumstances to not lose their everything? Like to not lose their job to, well, that's not, yeah, healthy. Well, no, that's one of them. Okay. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) But like sanity, health exercise routines i mean and i think this is a wonderful precursor you know what i experienced and one thing i wrote about earlier this year i was like oh my habits weren't pandemic proof like (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) i've been rocking and rolling for years and all of a sudden woo, the rug got pulled right out from underneath me it does not work in a time of crisis no turns out and that's exactly what you're talking about is how do people keep an even keel during times of crisis or even mm-hmm. remember to be healthy yeah like or because uh-huh. so much of it like so much in an in a single moment yeah your entire life as you know it gets stripped away yep everything yep is just when you become somebody's primary caregiver mm-hmm. that like life as you knew it yep <laughs> it's just it's just gone yep. and I mean, good and bad, but it's just, it's just gone. Like mm-hmm. the, all the things, every plan that I had was gone. Yep. Every thing that I was planning on doing, like, you know, just like people's birthdays I was supposed to celebrate mm-hmm. or like, you know, projects around the house, mm-hmm. uh, everything just literally stopped. Yep. And all that was left was the bare minimum I had to do and keep doing Mm -hmm. i I mean it was just day to day like how do i make it through this day right and how do i make it through the next right okay this is a perfect okay i'm like let's go backwards like let's find out i want to know who was the person doing yoga in the waiting room at the hospital like what'd you say three o'clock in the morning (laughs) like what where did you work like what got you to there obviously you're like this is going to involve your mom like what's now bring us to that moment 
Yeah, so it is, and I had to write down the timeline because oh, I, I love know, it. it all blends together mm-hmm. for me because when you go through something like this, like it's almost like I'm sure what a lot of people are experiencing with COVID mm-hmm. is like one mm-hmm. day is just the same as the next and time is a circle with no meaning. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's August 2012 and I've just left my somewhat successful career as a scientific researcher. So I'd spent 12 years uh, being a huge nerd, publishing papers, running a lab, And I finally had this realization like, oh my gosh, I don't have to do this anymore. Uh, I can do whatever I want. So of course, logically, um, I'm like, I'm going to be a yoga instructor. That's what I'm going to do. Yes. (laughs) You can imagine how proud my parents were after they spent (laughs) a large amount of money sending me to Brandeis University and um, (laughs) yeah, and had, had watched my career quite proudly. Um, like celebrated all my wins and publications and la 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 and and I'm like I'm gonna do yoga and then while I was studying yoga I discovered Ayurveda and Ayurveda is like medicine that originated in in India so um, so I studied that and then I was like and I'm gonna get a master's degree so that's all happening in August of 2012 I'm going off to Ayurveda school and I'm back in school again, working on my master's degree. I'm a huge nerd, so I'm ridiculously happy. Like, um, I'm teaching yoga because I finished up my yoga teacher training really fast. And then I was teaching at a university. And so, like, humming along that fall semester, like, this is awesome. I love this because I'd left my full-time job just to do this. Yes. Uh, Yes. And then in the March of 2013, so the spring of mm-hmm. the following year, I'm midway through my second semester and my mom is diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Dang. And I just remember going like we didn't like she'd been having back pain for a while. We really didn't think much of it. Like um, I knew she'd gone mm-hmm. to see her doctor that day and I remember getting my hair cut and I was coming out of getting my hair cut and mm-hmm. I was on the phone with her there and she's like, uh, they say that somebody from the family needs to come. And I'm like, okay, I'll be right there. So I head over to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what, what we're doing. And that's when they tell her. And she's... Oh, wow. They didn't want her to be alone. Yeah. But Did she have an idea? No. When they were like, somebody... Yeah. And I'm probably, you know, again, I'm probably leaving parts out that I've forgotten. Right. Like, right. That's what happens in those those moments. moments, Like, and so much of the next year is moments like that, like where I have clear visions Mm -hmm. and memories of specific parts of it. And then the rest of it Mm -hmm. is kind of a blur and I don't really remember things. It's just so, Mm -hmm. but that was the start of it all. And it was just, like looking back, everything just stopped. Everything else in my mm-hmm. life. Like, mm-hmm. and I had to do whatever the bare minimum was to make it mm-hmm. through every day because I became my mother's primary caregiver. Um, mm-hmm. And at the beginning, it was not, it was doctor's appointments and figuring out meds. And, but then she had a surgery and it was the recovery from the surgery. And then, once she'd mm-hmm. done that, it was the chemo and the radiation. And then and then in the end, it was managing all the hospice and mm-hmm. the end-of-life stuff. And if I hadn't have been able to take care of myself, mm-hmm. I never, ever would have been able to take care <laughs> of my mother in the way that I – and mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. Like, it's almost as if the universe aligned for me to – technically be unemployed right to be in school Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, gave me this amazing flexibility and so I was able to to be there for her in a way if I'd had a full-time job never could have happened never in a million years could have happened and and I'm so grateful for that time with her and for all that I was able to do for her and help her with and Mm-hmm. and be her partner and all of that and but you know I just kept thinking to myself the whole time how are other people doing this I was so lucky to right. have resources right uh-huh. to not have to go to work uh-huh. every day 
to have a supportive mm-hmm. partner and to have all those health and wellness practices that I was in the middle of learning about. And I was putting mm-hmm. those things to work like you would not believe. Right. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to put this theory into yeah, practice. Yeah, I was like, every time I learn something new, I was like, and absolutely, I will be doing that right now. <laughs> this, yeah. Wow. Are you a uh, only child? No, I have a older brother. He's eight years older than me, but he okay. uh, lived about four hours away. Okay, right. So there was... So, yeah. There was you were the you were the only yeah. child that was close by. No, are you near where you grew up? Like, is this where you grew up? Yeah. Or did you just you and your mom both have? Yeah. Okay. So we lived oh, around family. We were lucky in that respect. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And they were somewhat reliable. Um, some of them, right. <laughs> as, as family yeah. tends to be. <laughs> yeah. um, and she yeah. had an amazing group of friends that were really yeah. supportive. That were there to yeah. help you. Yeah. So. I mean, I want to go more into details, but like, what's the, how long was this time frame from the March in 2013? How long exactly until a year. she passed? Almost to the <sighs> wow, day. to March of the next Almost year. Almost to the day. Wow. Wow. So what was, what, I mean, because some people would say, you know, the end might be the darkest part of that year. What was, but I, I'm guessing there might have been darker. Do you know, do you know what yeah. I mean by darker? Like, what was like the, if you had to say, actually, this was the hardest part, it actually wasn't, you know, when she actually passed, but it was like the month before when this happened or that, like, what was the hardest part? The hardest part was... Maybe it was. No, 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 you're absolutely right. It wasn't when she passed. Because, I mean, because I was a scientist before this, right? Like, so um, Uh Uh I understood from the moment they said to us what it was, Was what was most likely going to be the outcome. Like, they said pancreatic Mm -hmm. cancer... As soon as I... What is the survival rate of... Oh, I, and I might get this wrong, but it's something crazy like uh-huh. 5%. It's like, it's right. really I, crappy. That's why I asked, because it's really it's crappy. really like... <laughs> yeah. And, but I think the hardest part for me was to watch my mom come to terms mm-hmm. with that. Because yes. I think for even, I'd say, a couple months at the beginning... I don't think mm-hmm. she really heard them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe like, that. I don't think she yeah. really got it. And, uh, you know, you, you can't force that on somebody. And I think one of the one of the things I was most proud of that I was able to do was give her the space because of um, I'm also a health and wellness coach. And so we like I used all my coaching skills <laughs> where you allow people <laughs> where you allow right. people to just be themselves. Like you have to meet them where right. they're at. You right. know, so many people were like, she needs to be doing this. She needs to. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She needs to be doing what's right for her. But that was the hardest part to see her like, like those moments of realization where she started mm-hmm. coming to terms with the, this was the end. Those were probably the hardest. Yeah. And what was like on the contrary is like, I love, I'm like, and we always do this. I'm a Libra and it's thorns and flowers. What was the, like, what was the biggest gift during that year? Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is actually, <laughs> this is a, one of my favorite stories to tell. So before I this, it. I was not a mm-hmm. hugger. Like at okay. one of my yoga teacher trainings, I found out I was not a hugger and this was an overnight training <laughs> and uh, these women decided that was unacceptable and so they all piled on top of me in the bed and were like, we love you, you will be a hugger. And I was still not a hugger. I was like, absolutely yeah. not. Like, <laughs> like, whatever that was needs to never happen again. Aversion yeah. therapy? <laughs> just like, I mean, I wasn't mad or anything, but it was just so fun. I was like, I don't want a part of that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. But through all of that, my mom and I got to the point where we were saying, I love you frequently, which we never did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and hugging each other frequently, mm-hmm. which we had never previously done. And I am so grateful for that because now mm-hmm. that translates into the rest of my life. Like I am so much more free with my I love yous and my hugs, although mm-hmm. less so with the hugs now in COVID. But <laughs> right, <laughs> I just learned how to hug, and then COVID takes it away. <laughs> For fuck's sake! Damn it, COVID! <laughs> but um, yeah, I would. All that I thing. would say that's what I'm. Would be the the flower, the other side of of that. I don't know how eloquently say this, but to love is to lose, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like 
when you love someone, you're uh, like, there's oh, just the loss associated. Anyway, so of like that experience, like how has that lost, lost, not lost, how has that loss of your mother changed the way that you are present in love? Like, I think oh, the hugs is such a, a good great question. example. Okay, so I would say my number one like thing that came out of that, mm-hmm. I do not put up with crap anymore. Oh. <laughs> like my mm-hmm. hu- my boundaries, my bar- my boundaries are so mm-hmm. freaking healthy. Like if I don't like what's going on mm-hmm. with somebody, I'm just done. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So what were they like before? Oh, tell me about Ellen I would before be this. Like, well, I don't think they're that mean. She doesn't mean anything <laughs> by it. I was always like, I was never the popular girl. I'm still not, I never will be. And I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. But it was like, I never had a clue what was going on. I just thought that that's mm-hmm. how people were. And now I see it and I'm like, yeah, I don't uh-huh. like that. I don't like how that makes me feel. Like I, there was just no awareness before. It was just like people. Mm-hmm. Were you always just like giving benefits of the yes, doubt? Yes, always. And I was mm-hmm. always like the mm-hmm. last to know stuff mm-hmm. like wait no him he's like that <laughs> especially with like I feel like it would have been a useful skill to have when dating in my 20s but you know that's fine <laughs> yes yes I feel like yeah I know right <laughs> what an eBay power seller that lives with his parents isn't a good guy to date that's so weird really it's close to his parents though isn't that admirable <laughs> it is not <laughs> oh <laughs> interesting at least in that case um <laughs> Yeah. What else? I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. And I lo- like, can I ask how old you were when this happened? How oh my gosh, I have to do passed? some math. Uh, she's been gone almost seven years. So I was 35. So I imagine, I thought I asked that because yeah, at that moment at 35, like there, I feel like there's like a, you know what I'm trying to avoid? What? <laughs> the cliche like midlife shit you know what i mean like it's called a midlife reckoning right like the midlife reckoning i feel like that happens pretty fucking commonly where people f- come to boundaries mm-hmm. and, and like this kind of stuff where you start being like oh god i don't want to do this anymore and then at the same time with such a um big loss in your life i could i see why you were like and the best boundaries ever got them because you had like this, like it was like one of what happens in two storms, like the supercell, you know, of personal growth. It was, it was a supercell of personal so. growth. Yes. That is exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, it was my, like the El Nino sister, of personal growth. Yeah, yes. There you go. My sister <laughs> lives in Denver and they have, um, uh, uh snow snow cyclones or what are they oh yeah they call them yeah yeah and i'm like i've never heard of that but she's talking about the last few years it was like one of those like the thing it was like a a, you know like a storm and a snowstorm and whatever like (laughs) i get why (laughs) all that's to say because you seem very firm and like oh this was a real no more bullshit moment yeah it totally was that i think people have a no more bullshit like i had a no more bullshit moment but it, it doesn't seem as like firm as your like because well, i think you had like a boom and i think it almost became a habit you know since you brought up uh-huh, covid okay. habits like i think it's interesting mm-hmm. to think about like you know the moment i found out everything else fell away and so i uh-huh. had to yep. i got i got to i didn't have to i got to decide mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what to allow back in right because for that year right. it was because like the absolute minimum like it, there's no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going on. I like had no, like it didn't mm-hmm. even make it on my radar. And then after she passed, yeah. I yeah. got to choose. What did I want right. to allow back into my life? What did I want to have the, use my time and energy on now that I had all of my time and energy right. off? You know, I remember right. when the day she passed, it was the first time I'd turned my phone off in a year. Mm-hmm. And I kept that phone off. <laughs> <laughs> For how many days? I know it's still a habit I maintain. My ringer is almost oh. never on all these oh, years later. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that's Do you keep it on silent mode? Oh, 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Unless oh, I'm expecting amazing. an important call. Other than that, nope. Like you'll get to it when you get to it. Well, I also don't have kids, so I'm kind of cheating. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> I have a friend who keeps hers off all the time, too. 
you know, like she's not, if you call her, she'll three times, she'll be like, okay, I'll answer it. Or, you know, she doesn't get alert on text messages. Like she'll go and look for stuff a couple times throughout the day and just like check in with everything that needs her. And then, you know, turns it back to, I, I think she just leaves it off. But if you intentionally go and look, you can find stuff. What a great boundary too. And I wonder in that year, like you probably would have wanted to turn it off, but you didn't want to because you were, you needed to have updates. Yeah. It literally couldn't. I mean, she lived alone and Mm -hmm. she was resistant Mm -hmm. to me living there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Oh, really? Absolutely not. Ah. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) You're like, it would be really convenient for me. (laughs) Well, and I don't think my partner, Michael would have liked it either. (laughs) Right. So tell me more about like, Okay, well, well, we said boundaries, okay, and you said, you know, your phone. Yeah, let's, uh, I want to know what else, what else can you identify was like, and this is new and exciting, and I've changed this habit or behavior or lifestyle or whatever after this experience. Well, I think it's also one of those things where you mm-hmm. learn who your friends are really quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, that was interesting as well, but also kind of a nice time to learn about it because I didn't have, the emotional space to really care about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. You, you were like able to release and not have yeah, to ruminate. I couldn't even like care. Like, cause I was like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> guess we're not friends and I'm done. All right, Chrissy. Yeah. Been nice knowing you. Good knowing you. And I'm so glad that that's your thing. And, um, yeah. So that, that was interesting. Um, and I think made me more hyper aware, but that's still along the line of boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think it was the time, and you know, I based my whole business off of this, this idea that you can't pour from an empty cup and entrepreneurs and business mm-hmm. owners can't take mm-hmm. care of other people unless they first mm-hmm. take care of themselves. And I think that that mm-hmm. is firmly rooted in what I learned during that year of taking care of my mother. Like I, there is no way if I didn't prioritize my sleep every night, if I didn't make sure mm-hmm. I was eating, if I didn't mm-hmm. get exercise in I did those three things Mm -hmm. religiously and that is how that is how I you were able to I was able to show up Mm -hmm. for her and prioritize her everything had to be about her Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. was okay with that like that's a hundred percent what I needed to do in the time that Mm -hmm. I was with her everything I did had to be about her and Mm -hmm. so to make that happen when I was away from her everything had to be (laughs) about me (laughs) yes 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 so this is uh, what i wrote about having a newborn (laughs) is what i'm getting at and like what what you're saying and what you're preaching and what you're teaching is something that i would like preach and teach to all new moms Mm -hmm. and and it's so easy to get absolutely lost down the drain you know because there is and I mean, maybe a little bit these days, but certainly not historically been even an awareness or certainly not verbiage to express that moms have needs. Like I was so obsessed about taking a shower. That was like the last shred of like feeling like a human when I had a newborn. I was like, I just need a shower. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get a shower today. I really need a shower. Like that was like my last shred of like, if I got a shower, I've, You've won. Could somehow make it to another day. Yeah. And that's a really common experience and it sucks a lot. <laughs> and just anywhere in the world that you're teaching this, I'm just like, yes. Because if a woman's learning this from you and then maybe she'll have a kid and then she'll have that knowledge and she can apply that skill set, you know, from entrepreneurship to whatever. I don't know. It's just, I don't, preach this well it's you (laughs) You know know, because it can be applied in so many situations it can it's so interesting because i think it's also like Mm -hmm. lots of conversations with uh, clients who are mothers but also friends who are mothers like i'm like i don't Mm -hmm. know why me somebody without kids needs to be telling you this but you grew that human inside of you which is so fucking Mm -hmm. crazy in itself think about it like you grew a human Mm -hmm. like from your body (laughs) and i can't even wrap and then out of nothing and then push that human out of a very small hole hole <laughs> and then you're expected to be lucid enough to take care of it for the next 18 years and in my mind i'm just like i can't even like i don't 
I, no, like I, I can't. I can't wrap my brain around I it. I can't even. I can't even heat up Totino's without an instruction. No, I mean it's just like I <laughs> like, can't even keep the plants alive in this house. And you, right. like moms, just amaze me. They amaze me so much. And I'm like, it's okay to prioritize yourself. It's okay to take care of yourself because. Mm-hmm. How else are you going to take care of that entire human? And where did we decide? When did we decide that that wasn't the way it was supposed to be? Like, what man decided Tell me. that shit? Tell because me. It, Tell me. I don't know. Because I'd like, I'd like to have crazy. a meeting. Like, I'd like to have a meeting with that person. Because I think we need to normalize that parenting mm-hmm. is hard. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a reason I'm not doing it because it's really hard and and mm-hmm. i see that absolutely <laughs> okay so i feel like in this time you know of transition and then you know obviously in your life since then in the years seven years since then you have been using tools techniques or, or techniques mm-hmm. they're <laughs> techniques yeah. mm-hmm. the old techniques mm-hmm. it's like the texas version of techniques <laughs> the techniques <laughs> i'm gonna coin that right now the techniques oh okay like you obviously like with your yoga mat in the waiting room of the hospital i love to ask people like what did you bring into your life? Like, did you become a daily me- uh, meditator? Did you become a rabid journaler? That should be a journal. Rabid journaling. <laughs> like, did you um, become a ballerina? Like, I mean, there's so many different w- ways that people bring in. Like, what I'm t- getting at is like the good coping skills, the good habits. What did you bring in to be able to grow from this experience? And that you can probably continue to this day. Yeah, and I think it... it- it is just that it's the prioritizing my self care. So mm-hmm. even when it was so mm-hmm. interesting, because I noticed my brother and I grieved so differently. Like uh-huh. my brother grieved in whatever way he thinks, you know, you're supposed to as a mm-hmm. dude, like mm-hmm. stoic, didn't really talk about it or talked about just how great my mom was and like, oh, she was so mm-hmm. good. Thank you for being here today, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, I wanted to. Uh, rock my grief I was like I'm gonna be so effing good at this Mm -hmm. like you guys aren't even gonna know like I would cry in the middle of the grocery store I didn't care like fuck you people like my mom just died like I'm just like balling in the grocery store or like uh you know I would get lost on the way home in the car often like just Mm -hmm. like I just let the grief take me not in like Mm -hmm. a scary depressed way but like I was fully open to the experience of reality, I guess. Like, and mm-hmm. so it was like, mm-hmm. I knew you had to, like, there's no way to like avoid it. Like you're going to have mm-hmm. to go through it at some point. And I think all these years later, my brother still hasn't fully grieved and all yeah. of mine is gone. And I dismiss my mom in like very normal ways and mm-hmm. uh, have all these great memories of her. And, and it's not something that, is still with me, I guess, in like a mm-hmm. negative way. And so like that prior t- prioritizing of self-care is something that um, I've definitely brought with me. And modifying that self-care to mean whatever it needs to mean. So during, co- so this is a great example. I'm really glad you asked that question mm-hmm. because this is a, like some mm-hmm. nice aha moments for me in our little therapy session here. <laughs> um, yes, my I therapist, Jesse said, not my actual therapist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that self-care needs to be whatever it needs to be. And I think during COVID, mm-hmm. you said that your your habits weren't COVID-proof. And I think <laughs> that my habits just changed. Like coping mm-hmm. mechanisms that I didn't use before. So, for example, mm-hmm. I n- never really emotionally ate before COVID. But during COVID, okay. I have eaten a lot of stuff uh, because mm-hmm. it just helped. I was like, whatever I can do mm-hmm. to get through the craziness of being trapped in my house for days and days on end mm-hmm. – um, that's what I'm going to do. And sometimes, well, usually it's, it's eating or, or watching new girl. I've been doing that a lot or Shit's Creek. Like, yes, those are all okay. TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's told me to get on Shit's Creek. Yeah, you yeah, better get on that. I've watched well, I think you'd also well. enjoy new girl <laughs> as well, but, okay. um, Good. Oh, I'm note of that. Yeah, yeah, you got to write that stuff down. But mm-hmm. yeah, so no, I mean, I did, I shifted things to be what I needed in that moment, in that season. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a skill that I learned from, 
from that time is like, okay, so what do I need right now? How am I going to get through mm. this? It's certainly not the idealized version of healthy Ellen that I'm like mm-hmm. wanting, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I'm still doing a lot of the practices. Like I prioritize sleep uh, during mm-hmm. COVID still, like that's still something that's important. We're still doing three meals a day at specific times because mm-hmm. otherwise I get super angry exercise is off and on we're, we're walking a lot but I have not been as good about my yoga practice or um getting on my fake peloton as I would like to be mm-hmm. and then it's like I don't know if you've found this as well it's really hard to have fun yes like I can't figure out what to do I'm like what do yes. what did I used to do for like I can't remember mm-hmm. and I can't kind of wrap my brain around it I'm like because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we know how important play if you'll mm-hmm. play fun and yeah, that's the th- like it's. I mean, okay, we live on a lake, and we did spend a lot of time on nice. the lake this summer. So, yeah, then our boat broke in September, and you know we've had no play, no fun. Yeah. <laughs> we're but yeah, we're in the full like. I have a friend who lives in this town, and she lives in town, and I live out in the lake. And I remember she came over one time, and we were going out on the boat this summer, and she was like, "This is what y'all are doing out here. The rest of us are in town. Hold up." <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. You guys are all just out here jet skiing and like, because it's outside. You're not here, you know? It's like, you guys are out here tubing? What's going on? We're all miserable in town, you know? <laughs> so, and honestly, that, having that is what kept me on like an even. And then that's been gone and I've gotten really far into work since September. And I'm oh, so I'm not doing like all my wellness habits stuff. And I think what you're saying, I just want to take a moment to make this note is so important because I think what happens is when somebody starts a new habit, like, uh, okay, I'm going to do yoga for 30 days, mm-hmm. right? And then they're like, okay, if I did it for 30, I'm going to do it for 60. And then we become, I don't know, cross addicted. You could call it that, like so obsessed with keeping a streak and it going and our worthiness then being tied yes. to the good habit. Do you get what you know exactly what I'm saying, right? Where it's like, yeah, and there's not grace given. Like, it's fucking fun. And you know what's terrible? Look, I'm holding my watch right now, everyone. I love my Apple Watch, but it's like, are you going to do all your things today? Well, that's why, that's exactly why I didn't get an Apple Watch. I'm for real. Like, I did Mm -hmm. not get an Apple Watch for that exact (laughs) reason. Because it's like, you closed two of your rings yesterday. Are you going to exercise today, bitch? <laughs> that is 100% <laughs> what it's that. saying. Like, that's, yeah, what it, pretty much. that's what I would hear from yes. my watch. <laughs> uh-huh. And then it shows you if you've achieved all your all achieved all your stuff every day. So then what happens, and I'm guessing there's some women laughing along with me, and I did it too. Like, I want to get all the circles closed. I want to get all the circles. And you look at it, you're like, ah, look at that month. All the circles are closed. <laughs> yes. Yes, bitch. And then the next month... You got strep throat, talking from true real experience, by the way, this was last, it was after I went to a conference and I was like, I got this. And then I got strep and it knocked me out. I couldn't exercise for a week. And then I was like, I'm worthless. Again, you know, like there's too much, uh, what's the word I'm looking, like uh, attachment to that achievement. Yeah. You become attached. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Instead of making it work for you. Yes. And I'm all about that with, it's so funny. I'm all about that with my students and my clients. Like I have, uh, uh-huh. I teach at a university and my stress management and prevention course is entirely based on what Ooh. works for you. Like, and they're like, what do you mean? Like nobody. What do you mean? Wait, wait, you can prevent stress? Well, there are no, nobody's <laughs> ever told them that they're allowed to decide what works for them. Yeah. And they have no yeah. frame of understanding mm-hmm. for that. I'm like, okay, so we're mm-hmm. going to try some stuff out. And if it works for you, you're going to tell me what what did work for you and how you know what worked mm-hmm. for you. And if it didn't, you can't just say it sucked. You have to say, yeah, like, why. why? Why it didn't work for you? I don't care either way. Mm-hmm. Both is information. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is so great. So it's so funny. By the end of the semester, like, I just graded finals last week. And they were like, this changed my life. I learned so much. And I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, you got to figure out what actually worked for you. And so often people, like, they listen to this outside voice of, like, well, mm-hmm. Oprah told me to do this. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. Oprah's awesome, but she also has people who yeah. do her <laughs> shit. Or <laughs> do her shit. Like, right. that is, I love her, but she's got some people to do that stuff for her. 
and mm-hmm. I don't have any She's people. not bogged down with like laundry, cooking, yeah. grocery shopping, paying bills. Yeah, no. You know? Those are the, the realities yeah. of life. Have to You have to find these routines, these habits, self-care, health and wellness, mm-hmm. all these things. They actually have to work for you and they have to work for you now. Like so in COVID, so many of my clients were, were struggling with not being able to go to the gym. And it's like, okay, well, how do you adjust? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we're not going to be in gyms for a while in some places of the world. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure that out. <laughs> right. What What was it going to be? And if you want to let it go right now, yeah. let it go. And I think that's the message that like is 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 lost a lot of the time is like <laughs> – you know, it, it is, I guess it's, it's kind of in the like get back up again. You know what I mean? If it was just one day or whatever, but it's also, it, maybe that's not working for you right now. Cause what I've noticed is like for me during COVID, my physical activity has gone like, Oh, did yoga for a month and then I haven't done anything. And it's, it's like, woo, woo, woo. You know, I can't get that consistent. And then like the kids are in school and then I got back to it and then now I haven't. So that one is, that one's like on a roller coaster ride. Right. But what I have been consistent with is journaling Oh, nice. and having my morning. Do you know what I mean? So like, I just needed to like reframe that of like, Oh, you're not all over the place. Like, there has been one thing that has been you've been able to you know be consistent about and yeah and so often we overlook our wins right <laughs> you think no no right? it's so funny cuz um you know that's one of the things my mom said that she really appreciated about our time together mm-hmm. was and mm-hmm. it wasn't like she came back to me afterwards after she died she's like you did a really good job on this <laughs> that, that, no, <laughs> it was like um she did an exit interview she, she did not give me an exit interview on how i did oh. but during our time together she would say things you know like I've really appreciated how positive you've been during all this. And I think what she was actually seeing was how, and not like I am not rosy colored positive. That's not a, Mm -hmm. that's not a Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. with me. Same. But um, I do see the wins. I do see the successes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that I would reframe Mm -hmm. so that she couldn't get too far down the rabbit hole with all the, (laughs) <laughs> like so I guess I'm, I'm struggling to how to define this because I don't want it to be like well yeah mom you know I know you're dying but that's not what it was like <laughs> right but the carrots were really great at lunch today weren't they they really nailed the carrots today from the cafeteria they were overcooked last time but they must have gotten the message and then there's that one time they were really salty and they didn't do that this time like it wasn't that right maybe I think I'm describing it poorly but like I think I was able to to re- because we so often overlook our wins and the things that are going well. Uh-huh. And and I think that we can focus on the things that we think are lacking or that we should. And that that is, mm-hmm. that's not going to lead to anything good. Mm-hmm. No, um, <laughs> I probably haven't looked, looked at Yelp in 12 years or more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe, no, okay, maybe not that long. 10 years. Because I, it's that phenomenon to me. Well, I will only see the th- three bad things, not the ninety-seven great ones. Yeah, and it's been it's taken a, like a, I did the same forever with my um, reviews from the university. So I've been teaching there since mm, two thousand twelve, okay. mm-hmm. and so I've mm-hmm. literally thousands. I've taught thousands of students, and yeah. <laughs> there have been some some students who did not like me. <laughs> and that's what you remember, that's right? All I remember. <laughs> Yep, that's all you remember. So I've started copying, Gosh. and anytime a student says something nice, anytime a uh-huh. student says something nice, I copy and I put it in a, do- a Word document, and so oh. I can look at it and be like, "Here is the proof that not all of them yeah. hate me." Oh, I love that! <laughs> I love that, and you know, I've heard of that, and I meant to do that um, when I started this whole podcast and all this. And, and now that you said, that, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I meant to do that earlier this year." <laughs> And I say when I started, I save this. all my thank you notes now too. Like so, sometimes like oh, that's a great idea. So you can mm-hmm. I'll teach or do something with a client, and they'll send a thank you note. And um, mm-hmm. I, I used to just kind of brush it off, like oh, I don't need your thanks, thank you though, like in my head. Mm-hmm. And now I save those things, and I mm-hmm. like see them, and I, I put them somewhere where I Pull can it see out them. And look yes, at it. yes. So I come yeah. back to to savoring those wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it about our mindset? When is it about the human brain that does that? Oh, it's called I'm a sure negativity bias. It. Oh, oh, say it again. Negativity yeah. bias. So this is how it was. Ex- oh, just negativity. How bias. it was explained to me. So okay, this is Let's a really funny. Yep. Okay, so 
like imagine that you are like a human alive like a really long time ago and you see this Mm -hmm. like shadow behind a rock Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just break it down to the most basic reactions. Either you're afraid of the shadow because it could be a lion that's going to eat you, uh-huh. or you're like, yep. it's probably just a shadow. Right. Okay, so the person, this is so funny, <laughs> you're going to laugh so hard because I know you. So the person that's like, oh my gosh, that might be danger, is the one uh-huh. that survived, right? Uh-huh. So their negativity bias survived. The one who okay. was like, oh, I think it's just a shadow. It's totally fine. What do you think happened to them? <laughs> They, they, got got eaten. Eaten. <laughs> they didn't survive. They got eaten by the tiger. That was. <laughs> I mean, it's the most simplest explanation of that concept yeah. that has a lot of science behind that concept. But I like, I've always yeah. valued yeah. that one because I just keep thinking about it. Like, like mm-hmm. we in our brains, our brains are predisposed to see mm-hmm. the negative first, just in case it's a lion as a survival instinct, right? And it has come right. around full circle to completely ruin uh-huh. all of our lives. Uh-huh. <laughs> and fuels things like Yelp. <laughs> and it just it's our literal stress reaction, right? The fight or flight response uh-huh. that we're supposed to yes. use to run away from that lion is now yes. being used of the Yelp reviews or when uh, my student, yeah. like I use it. So I use my fight or flight response for stupid things. Yeah, me too. I wasted <laughs> stupid things. Because, is this because we're not in an animalistic actual survival world anymore? So we still have the animalistic instinct. So we use it on yeah. like dumb shit, like the chick at Target who's like just trying to be the self checkout, you know? <laughs> People are going ape shit on her, right? We're, or the toilet paper phenomenon this year, right? Where everyone was like, hoarding toilet paper. We can't survive without it, you know? Like it comes out in the stupidest ways because we're not actually living in a tent out in the wilderness fighting for and i think food and survival i've been watching a lot of post-apocalyptic movies and like i just need to get taken out in the first wave of that oh i didn't know you were a masochist i would well i feel like we're living through it right now and i'm just like (laughs) i know right well actually so this might be totally off topic but i have this like whole like mindset about okay so Mm -hmm. which person would be the most likely to help me survive an apocalypse like the rock is really mm-hmm. useful for like earthquakes mm-hmm. or like plagues, but like um, he's easy on the eyes too. John Cusack is good for uh, getting you out uh-huh. of California when the world is literally mm-hmm. ending. Mm-hmm. And so I like kind of break down all those. The and then like Chris Pratt is very helpful for dinosaur situations. There we go. Mm-hmm. So these are things I think about. So. <laughs> Did you now we're getting real? Did you watch um, The Walking Dead? No, it's too scary for me. I can't do can't do zombies. Okay, okay, I couldn't either. And then my niece, like eight years ago, came and she was watching it. And there was an actor that I love, Andrew Lincoln, who's from Love Actually, is is the main character in The Walking Dead. Guy, oh, he is in that. That's where he's from. Okay, yes, learning so much on the podcast day. People Uh, go look it up on IMDb. You're going to be like, OMG, that is the guy from Love Actually. Oh my God, that is Andrew Lincoln. (laughs) Yes, he's the one who, okay, I'll just break it down for everyone. Okay, because I wonder if there's other people being like, oh my God. Okay, so he's the main character in The Walking Dead. His name is Rick Grimes. And he was the guy who was in love with his best friend's wife in the movie who had the the posters that were like, but to me, you are perfect. Which was, by the way, I did not appreciate his character in that movie. Yeah, looking back on that. Uh huh. Like inappropriate, bro. Anyway, <laughs> so let me get to the point of my story. Was in The Walking Dead. He's like the main character. He was a sheriff, and he's like the the survivor. Like he's like leading the charge and like the leader of the group. Whatever. I'm married to that guy. Oh, you are. <laughs> like IRL. Oh yeah, I'm married to Rick Grimes for sure. He's like a MacGyver. He was a Boy Scout. Such we have an RV, which is a huge part of. Yeah. So, and by the way, my friends are all like clocking this. Like they're like, okay, so in the p- real true apocalypse, we are going to you. Cause I have, I have a really fucking handy husband. I have a 40 foot motorhome. We are like ret to and go. And the coffee. I yeah. feel like you forgot coffee. Yeah. Yes. Coffee is very important in the apocalypse. Yes. <laughs> my friends, Natalie and I have gone through what everyone's roles would be in our apocalyptic world. <laughs> Uh, she's going to write the laws because she's a teacher. <laughs> See, I'm serious. <laughs> okay. Whew. Now, 
okay, I think we, yeah, we did like, I love to know what people, you know, we did that of like how you got through it. What were the good habits? What, but is there anything else? I want to, I want to open it up. Was there anything else from that time? And then I want to talk about like, now your life now. You know, I don't, I think we covered most of it. They, you know, a habit that did stick was something I'm still not able to do when I was, when I was that year with my mom, when she was sick, I couldn't stand Mm -hmm. going grocery shopping. Like all the choices were too overwhelming and that Mm -hmm. has remained. I still like, I can't, I can't do it. So do you do online? I do it online. Curbside pickup all the time. I don't even, I I mean, even before COVID, I like, I barely even did it. I couldn't bring myself to do it, but that's something that stuck. And I, that's a very, you know, my therapist and I talked about, she's like, yeah, does it bother you that much? I'm like, not really. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like, she's like why don't we work fine. on some other stuff there's other stuff wrong with you i was like yeah there oh, right. is <laughs> yeah there is <laughs> i can do curbside <laughs> so now what is your life like after you know it's, it's been seven years or so like i i know that this career is something that kind of blossomed from this time right yeah and so it, you know it's really informed how i help my clients and my students and kind of my mindset about health and wellness, which I think people find value mm-hmm. in because it's very much like, well, what works for you? And it's non-judgmental mm-hmm. and it's based in like reality. Like people don't have mm-hmm. time for stuff. We have to prioritize mm-hmm. and it has to actually be realistic. So all of that. Be meaningful. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. All of that is really informed kind of where where I've ended up in my, in my career and, and the rest of my life. Like so much of our life is. I mean, I guess the easiest way to describe us is boring. We're so boring and I'm so happy to be boring. Like I am like, it's yes. like a freaking lifetime movie in our house. Like I'm like, oh, the cats and we're holding hands and we're watching movies together. And it's like we've been together for like 12 years and we're still like on love. And it's just ridiculous. And part of that is all these skills that I've learned to prioritize our mm-hmm. health and wellness. Like if you ask me what our number one priority in this house is, it's our health and happiness. And that comes before mm-hmm. literally everything else um, mm-hmm. for me and my, and my partner. And that's how we roll. Yeah, it's worked out. Jeez, I mean, not to say we're happy right. all the time. Like, you know, COVID sucked, right. but. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're trying to avoid like, bring it on. When you're trying to avoid your family at holidays. It worked out really well this year. It's real. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sorry. We, what a we gift. can't come over. It's weird. Yeah. So strange. <laughs> so tell um tell everyone like just a little bit about like what you do. And then and then tell us where they can uh, find you and then we'll do my questions. I help uh, busy entrepreneurs figure out how to prioritize their health and wellness so that they can mm-hmm. run their lives and their business without losing their mind. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I host a podcast called the Healthy, Happy, and Mostly Sane Entrepreneur mm-hmm. Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Instagram at Healthy, Happy, Mostly Sane. What was your first car? Oh, it was a Honda Civic hatchback. Ooh color beigey there were a lot of it was beigey it was like Uh a really uh weird it was still the 70s beige but it was definitely an 80s car okay Uh uh-huh honda i love that and i've Uh, stuck with honda forever since then Mm -hmm. very good i have uh, my second honda right now minivan odyssey when did you get your period oh my gosh 13 maybe Mm -hmm. oh i haven't thought about Mm -hmm. that in forever 13 Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm um it turns out 12 and 13, 11 to 13, like 12 is the, the average. I thought it was early. I was 12. I was like, oh, I was early. After talking all these, I'm like, oh, nope. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. No 12-year-olds are talking about it. <laughs> I mean, maybe some 12-year-olds are, but I didn't know anybody. Toilet paper over, under, or you don't care? I don't care. Oh, yes. And see, I've always wondered about the caring. That. I've always... Don't stay in your lane don't care because when you care you're fucking changing toilet papers and you know you're like this fucking goes the other way at other people's homes and shit you're the become that person so don't just stay stay there it's a really good lane i'm, I'm quite happy um, to be cil- here <laughs> yes stay there cilantro yes or no yes uh when you drink a latte like you you walk into your local coffee shop and you're like oh i'd like a latte or a cappuccino or i don't i don't know maybe a chai whatever what or um what milk do you do you order? Full fat milk. 
Mm-hmm. And that's an Ayurveda thing. Like I'm not messing around with those other milks. Like if I'm getting my milk and my fat in, it we're going all the way. Right, right. If we're going out, we're going yeah. out. Got it. Can you drive a standard transmission? Wait, is that the one? Is that a stick shift? Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, I can do that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I can do the, the automatic one. The automatic. Yeah, but the yeah, other one I can't do. I've never learned. If I ever run a workshop like for women, I'm going to make sure I have a stick shift I'm going to teach. Or men too, whatever. But I would probably be at a workshop that would be for women. I'm going to teach women who don't know how to drive. I would find that was so much fun. I would be so interested Uh in doing that. I've just never Mm -hmm. had the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My first car was a uh, standard. And so I had the motivation of a 16-year-old. He was like, peace out. I'm going to figure this out. And my dad was like, you did what? You you weren't supposed to. I haven't taught you how to drive that yet. What do you mean? You just went out. Where have you? Like, because I came home later that night. And he was like, where have you been? This was long before cell phones. And I was like, I took my car. He's like, I haven't taught you how to drive that. And I was like, did it myself. And he was just like, Bleh. You were a monster, I weren't you? I was, I was a monster. You know, with all those was, kids, that's going to come back and get you, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was the most, I took myself out of high school and um, homeschooled myself, taught myself how to drive a standard. Like, there was no stopping me. I was like, bum, bum, bum. Watch out. 14 years old, taking over. And then by the time I hit 20, I was like, yeah, I just like to drink. <laughs> I'm just done. <laughs> yeah, I'm just done. <laughs> Where are you in birth order? Uh, you're like, I think you have a brother. Yeah, he's eight years older than me. And that's it. That's it. That's right. That's it. Oh, what was your kindergarten teacher's name? I don't remember. A lot of people. Don't I don't remember. I remember my second uh, grade teacher's name, Mrs. Isley. Ooh, very good. What's interesting is I'm going to tell this to all second grade teachers. If people can't remember their kindergarten, they can remember their second grade. Uh-huh. You're not the first person. Isn't that interesting? Not first, second grade. Yeah. Um, what do you regret more the next day? We're talking about the next day, right? High heels or jalapenos? High heels. So much so like COVID has led to me. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm just getting rid of all of them. Like they, a lot of them yeah. have just already left the house. Like I'm done. Yep. We're done. Oh, I love it. That's it for my questions. I love my questions. Um, and I want to remind everyone to find Ellen at Healthy, Happy, and Mostly Sane, um, her podcast and her Instagram. And if you listen to her podcast, go ahead and rate her show. And oh my God, rate this show while you're at it. Yes, we, we need those um, ratings because yes. as you can tell, Jesse and I, we, we really need to read some nice things about ourselves and the work that we do because yeah. apparently we only <laughs> see the bad stuff. So write some good yeah, so exactly. that's in our brain. <laughs> totally i'll print out the reviews put them on my wall over here oh wait but this is my (laughs) awesome idea so i'm gonna do this for you is i was thinking all of my guests should leave a review Uh about how awesome they were on their episode (laughs) and then my oh my podcast would just be all these reviews of guests bragging on themselves I love like, it. hey, I was on episode number 43, and my episode is the best because. <laughs> Boom. All right. I think I already rated, but shit, I think I already I rated think I already show. Rated I think I did, too. like, when we first. I think I did, too. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to go back Because, like, look. another podcaster, I'm always, like, I'm right on it. I'm, like, on it. Like, blue bonnet. Like, got it. Yeah, I think I did it right when we were in our first call. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so rate the show. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Oh, and then follow me at LaJoy Society, which is L-A-J-O-I-E Society. It means the joy. It's French. Le joie de vie. And uh, we'll meet here again next week. We, Ellen won't be here, but, you know, the rest of us will be here. I'll be here in spirit. Thank you so much for coming. Though. Thank you for having yes, me. You I had will. a great time. Everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere I'd rather be. To be here All the things that made no sense
Chances taken, choices made Cards left on tables and cards played And no one knows How will it go? Questions burning in the mind Answers may not be there to find So paint the picture